In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC right here on Life-Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, I'm not telling you anything new when I say that COVID-19 has affected every part of our lives in one way or another. Things we considered normal are no longer normal. Things we probably had never considered, like wearing face masks and social distancing, are now routine. However, there are some ways in which it has had a much more profoundly negative effect on many of our lives, like exacerbating dysfunctional relationships, abusive homes, and addictions. So joining us today are two folks you've heard from before, friends of the show, and They help people who are struggling with and are directly affected by sexual addiction. And we want to catch up with them and once again, reach out and help those who are struggling right now. And of course, here to get us going, here to get us started, to introduce our guest for the day, my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Good to see you, buddy. God bless, man. Thank you, my friend. One of the things that I absolutely love about this show is, of course, the fact that we talk about the answer to the questions that we have in life is Jesus Christ. He is uh, the good news, the gospel that changes everything. Another thing that I really like about this show, and I know it sounds a little bit like we're tuning on a horn when I say this, so I don't want that to come across that way, but it's, it's the reality that on the show, we continue to deal with things that many, many people know that are out there and it's a reality. Yet in the church world, and even maybe sometimes on Christian radio, we find it challenging to talk about. Yes, You see, Jesus yes. already knows about these problems. Jesus already knows about our struggles. Jesus already knows about our brokenness. And with the grace that he offers through the good news, it's able to overcome anything, even something like we're going to talk about today, sexual addiction. And we know that God created men and women, created them as sexual beings and, and put in a process of how that should work. But we also know because brokenness and sin Oftentimes, uh, that process does not play out correctly. And so uh, here to talk about today about the hope of the good news of Jesus Christ and, and their ministry called Come to the Table is Tom and Michelle Weaver. Uh, we have had him on the show before about a year ago. We're glad to have him back. If, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you may remember who they are. You may not. If this is your first time, let me tell you a little bit about them. Uh, after struggling with sexual addiction himself, Tom now leads other men in their journey towards recovery. He is a regional group advisor for Pure Desire Ministries International, and he's also in the process himself of becoming a certified sexual addiction recovery, partners recovery, 
and intimacy anorexia through the American Association of Sex Addiction Therapy. So he's working towards becoming certified in that as well. Uh, he's also soon be a certified men's group leadership trainer, trainer at level one there with American Association of Sex Addiction Therapy. His wife, Michelle, has been changing people's lives through whole food nutrition and personal relationship coaching since 2015 as a holistic health life and recovery coach with Come to the Table Ministries. Uh, she is certified as well through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and the Addiction Academy for Life and Recovery Coaching. She's also been distributed with Juice Plus since 2016. She's also in the process of becoming a certified in sexual addiction recovery, partners recovering in intimacy anorexia through the American Association of Sex Addiction Therapy. Now that, that's a lot to get out there about how you're getting certified and, and how you're bringing to the table, and that's what is called come to the table, uh, the hope that comes from Jesus Christ. So let's start a little bit by talking about that ministry. Uh, we'll go with you first, Tom, about the work that goes on there at Come to the Table Ministries. Yeah, you, Brian, you mentioned, and thank you for having us again. It, it's awesome to be back here again. Uh, we enjoy it each time. And you mentioned the word hope, and that's what we do in our ministry is we provide hope for the healing. We provide help for those that are addicted, and specifically addicted to pornography or sexual addiction or betrayal or you know, pornography, uh, uh, infidelity, whatever it may be, is our ministry is geared to providing hope for those stuck in the battle and it's so important that we provide it both for the spouse as well as the addicted person mm -hmm. because the betrayed spouse whether it's a man or the female and typically it's a female that is a betrayed but to provide them the support that they need to to work through the healing process that is required for them to get their life back based on the trauma that was caused to them by their addicted spouse so at, at our ministry, which we've developed about three years ago, Faith Bible Church, Mechanicsville, Maryland, um, we've developed this ministry that they've allowed us to uh, progressively search out and, and provide groups for people that can come in and get the recovery tools and tips that they need to go down the road of recovery, both for themselves and their spouse, as well as their marriage. So it's a threefold, um, threefold, threefold recovery program. And we, we have approximately 15 groups yeah. at our at our ministry and at the church we have probably over 150 people that are coming to these 15 groups that are constantly out there searching for mm -hmm. help and searching for freedom now in our time together today obviously we're going to be talking about the impact and bringing awareness to this issue of sexual addiction and how there's hope through jesus christ but before we go any farther it, it strikes me that uh, many times we often use the same language but mean different things I've used this illustration many times before on the show, but when my wife says clean, she means sanitize. When I say clean, I mean organize. So when we use the term sexual addiction, people may have in their mind a particular definition of what that is. And so to, to have proper understanding of that for our conversation today, uh, Michelle or Tom, either one of you, would you just kind of help us define and understand what it is and specifically what we're talking about today? Tom, you can go with that if you want. Yeah, uh, sexual addiction is, is like any other addiction. It's, it's used to medicate some kind of pain or trauma from your past. Mm -hmm. Usually, if you're, if you're stuck in the addiction, you have tried to stop and couldn't. You, you've, um, it's taken you further than you wanted to go. It's cost you more than you wanted to pay. And it's, it's really something that has not just started 
in the last couple of years. It's something that's usually born in your childhood, whether it's father, um, father trauma, father figures, um, you know, whatever it may be from your childhood, but it doesn't start just within your marriage. Mm-hmm. The fact that the addiction has started from trauma that has been caused to you. And it's not always the big traumas. It can be the little traumas and traumas that you're not even aware of, but that have made you medicate those traumas with sex or yeah. pornography. Yeah. Now, the last time that we had you on the show uh, was back in 2019. It was right before you hosted this Come to the Table conference. And if you want to go back and hear that show before, I do encourage you to just go to goodnewsforthecity.com and, and look through our 2019 shows and look for Come to the Table and look for a previous discussion that maybe will even give more insight to what we're talking about today. But for those who uh, didn't hear that show or maybe won't go back and listen to it, explain what that conference was uh, for people who, who may not be familiar with it. Go ahead, Michelle. You can answer that one. Well, the, the, the conference itself, um, that was just to explain what sexual addiction is, what clearly betrayal is, and, and kind of like you just said about the, how you and your wife, you know, can have some words and they mean so many different things. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, that happens in a marriage so often, you know, infidelity, of course, everybody knows about that. But pornography can take a different look. Lust, you know, um, masturbation, the pornography, what types of pornography, you know, fondling yourself, all these things, somebody, you know, your husband may think, okay, well, this is, this is okay, but this isn't. No, there's a, you know, and that's kind of things that happened at that conference that it really gave a language and an understanding of bringing both the spouse and the addict together. And Mm -hmm. um, what to look for, how to heal, that there is hope, where this might have started to look deeper. Also, you know, what you have to do for recovery and the accountability. This is a lifelong thing. What does that look like? It sounds scary, but you have to eat and sleep. So it's the same. And it's the same as that. You know, it's just changing your habits. But it was literally uh, bringing people together, to understand intimacy anorexia, which is a term that, you know, Dr. Doug Weiss uh, made. And it so many people can relate to that. And sometimes people didn't even come to the conference to hear uh, about that just to support the church ended up it opened a whole new world in there and they realized things in their own marriage that intimacy anorexia is exactly what they didn't have answers for but they're living it mm-hmm. or like even in because of living with the sex addict he might not he was had the full-blown intimacy act, anorexia characteristics of you know withholding love spiritually and emotionally and blame and criticism and all those things people don't understand that so it was that conference just opened the world uh, to people that had no idea what might, what they might've been suffering from, what they might've been feeling uh, and gave them answers to get the hope that they needed. And, and validation. Yeah. And the validation. Absolutely. Now you recently just held another conference. If I, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not incorrect on that, could you give us some highlights of that conference? Did it, was it the exact same? Did it, did it complement what happened before? How did it connect? The, uh, the conference uh, last March that you were, the first one we did was with Dr. Wise and with friends of ours from Undone, Redone, Trade, Melody, Lovern. And this past conference that we had in October of this year, Trey and Melody came back from Undone, Redone and presented the same type of information, but they highlighted one thing, and that was uh, dealing with sexual integrity and pornography and sexual brokenness within your family and how to talk to your kids and address it with with your children and growing up in this society we all know the digital age and, and how it's so easily accessible and on a saturday saturday morning they were there for two days also 
And on Saturday morning, they focus specifically on families and how you can be proactive as a parent in helping your kids navigate through this and ask them the tough questions. Yeah. Now, there can be people listening. I, I hope there's not people asking this question. I, I like to think people are, especially listening to the show, are, are sort of aware of what's going on. But there, there's a possibility. So I, I want to just address this if I can, that someone could be listening right now on the radio or they could be listening to this podcast and they think to themselves, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, do we need to have a conference for it? Do, do I need to like hear a podcast talking about this or on Christian radio of all places? Should I be hearing that? So let's just tackle that. How big of a problem is sexual addiction, not just in our society, but in the church? Uh, and, and what are some of the just the data or numbers that you could help someone who, who may be just really struggling with whether or not this is as big of an impact as, as what obviously both Michelle and Tom, you both know that it is. Mm-hmm. Michelle, you want to start with that? Oh, well, sure. I mean, the statistics, Tom and I, can, we just have um, from the conference, it was amazing what uh, Mel and Trey were saying, 2016, there was 23 billion visits to the number one porn site in one year. In 2017, it escalates to 28 and a half billion. Mm. 2018, 33.5 billion videos viewed. In 2019, 42 billion videos viewed. Now, can you imagine what's going to happen in the statistics of 2020 because of COVID, the pandemic, yeah. and what's going on with that? And then I just, um, and Tom can give you the, the statistics of how that's broken down hourly, but right now, 70% of the men in the church are, have sexual brokenness, and one-third percent of the women that does not include everybody sitting in the pews or the chairs that are affected, whether it's the parents, the children, everybody's affected. So, but the breakdown, Tom, do you want to just give them about the, the hours? Yeah. The, uh, well, what Michelle said about 2019, 42 billion views on this one pornography website. I don't want to say the website because then people may get yeah. curious and go out and look at it, but it's 115 sure. million views per day. And it's a, in 2019, they said there's 1.36 million hours of new content uploaded to this one single site in 2019. So if you, one person were, were to start watching those videos and that hours, those hours from, if you started in the year 1850, you'd still be watching those videos that were only uploaded in 2019. You'd still be watching them today. Yeah. And to that one site. And so that, that really kind of encapsulates, we can't live with uh, the metaphor like ostrich, our heads in the sand, this isn't real, we can, we can uh, deny it. And I think there is a tendency of human beings, uh, even inside of the church, when something's hard, it's difficult to talk about, when it's uh, very personal, uh, that we want to kind of act like it doesn't exist, and then hope it goes away. Uh, but we know that time and burying our head in the sand does not heal our spiritual wounds. The only one that heals our spiritual wounds is Jesus in, in the gospel. And, and you just alluded to that, Michelle, a little bit. I want to go back to it if I can, about when you just asked that question about now we're thinking about 2020. Now we're thinking about the, the additional time that people spend in isolation uh, from a real you know, intimate contact with other human beings. Um, we spend, you know, an exorbitant amount of time, even more now on a computer right now, we're doing this different than when we did last time we got together. The last time we were in the studio at WAVA, this time we're all in different places and doing it via the internet. And so we're just exposed more. How have you, 
as you've worked with people, as you have seen, uh, like all of us have, this 2020 and the COVID uh, sort of shutdown happen over the last nine, 10 months or so, how, how have you seen this exacerbate this issue? It has. I mean, even, even as we speak right now, you know, just four people contacted me yesterday, new people that, it, you know, it's, when you start pornography, it continually, it gets, gets harder and harder and harder. It gets uglier, you know, mm. it used to escalate. Uh, I think it's 300, this is stat, uh, statistics are 300%. Um, the people that watch pornography, it's a 300% increase in, in divorce rate. So it's rampant and our groups are growing. The women are coming out, you know, we have always talk about the addict and the, the shame of it all. My goodness, let me talk to you about shame on the women that they don't want to, you know, the, to talk about it to the, the, who do they talk about? They don't want to not talk about it to, you know, put, throw their husband under the bus or, you know, or their husband, all the friends are saying, oh, well, you know, you know, this is what men do. Um, so the women, it, it's so hard for the women to find a safe place to talk so the group is continually, the groups, the, the women need, there's a difference between a support group and a working group where they have the workbooks and everything like that. And it's like a, a year or longer workbook. They have to go deep. They have to go to those wounds and deal with it and face it. They don't have a choice. We don't yeah. have a choice. So to heal, they have to. Um, so yes, it's really, really growing. Um, and a lot of times we get the women first and then the men kind of come along um, on the way, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I think what's happening also too, Brian, is during COVID, everybody's at home. Everybody's on their computer, like you said, like we're doing today. And that the exposure is just tenfold more now than it's been in in any previous year. And I I, I don't even want to see the stat for 2020, but COVID Mm -hmm. has increased it incredibly. But I think the awareness has also been increased now too, because everybody's getting out there. And like Michelle said, the groups are growing tremendously. People are coming out of the woodwork. They're hearing there is a place to go and to find some kind of freedom. And when they don't just keep trying to bury it and and sweep it under the rug and know that there's an outlet that they can talk to somebody and then they can also find groups that can help them recover from this. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a revival. Now in our last show, Michelle, I want to take a moment. I remember that when you were sharing with us, just how important a group was for you uh, when you were able to get and connected, because I think people can hear stories like it's important, but they think, ah, that's just something we're supposed to say. How did you personally, how did it help you as you started your journey from someone who was walking through this in your own particular relationship in your marriage to now that who's also continuing to walk through it as anyone would as a long-term thing, but also helping other people walk through it? Well, I didn't have groups at the beginning. I had no idea what they were. Whatever, There was nothing existing down here in Southern Maryland. So it wasn't until I had Celebrate Recovery and that was a godsend. But, you know, what they didn't know what to do with us. And, you know, my family knew and everything was going on. But for me to have other women to walk through and to talk about this, that's where the true healing begins. So when I went to my first conference a little bit over a year ago, or a year after D-Day, that's Discovery Day, the first one, um, I got to go into this huge ballroom with so it was full of women of all ages and we just kind of, it was so sombering. It was just, um, I don't even know how, there's no words. It was just unbelievable to sit in a room with all these women that are just in so much pain, but then to come home and we still didn't have that. So then we, um, uh, started a group, Tom started a group and I started a group with just with the, the DVDs, uh, of the conquer series that were out at the time. And to have those women come and it was, for me to share my story and for them to share theirs, that's where my true healing began. Yeah. To, just to share our stories. And that's where God was just doing amazing work in myself and everybody else. 
And I think there's power in the fact that once we begin to speak what's happening, it gives the opportunity for the Holy Spirit. And also when we gather together, and this is kind of a theme that not just in our conversation today, but in many other conversations we have on the show, that we weren't designed to walk this life alone. And especially when it comes to sexual addiction and types of addiction, there's an additional amount of shame that's in our life that makes it even worse because we want to isolate ourselves even on top of that. And so having people to walk through this journey with. Now, during COVID-19, obviously, we just talked about how the temptations are higher, uh, the, the hits are higher on websites and other things. How have your ministry, how have you, Michelle and Tom, found different ways to sort of pivot, to use a word that's used a lot right now, and serve people during this time? I think the biggest thing that's helped us and to get the word out, number one, is the conferences that we started, which, which brought uh, recognition to it locally. And then those people, those people came from all over. And then they started talking to more people. And word of mouth is spreading. we got people in Facebook groups that are spreading the word to people that there is hope down here. There are groups locally that you can get into. And just the word of mouth and to know that there is something out there has really helped us. Now, we also do a newsletter we send out on a biweekly basis. We have a YouTube channel. You know, we have that now. Uh, the newsletter, the Facebook page, and our website are big into just having people uh, come together to know that there's also something out there. We also did a men's retreat this past October too. Uh, we had guys as far away as Oklahoma come into a camp in Annapolis and, and we just had a weekend full of just communicating and sharing and sharing each other's stories and sharing each other's burdens. And it was just an amazing healing process. Yeah. And for people right now who are, is, are hearing and listen to this, like, oh, I want this website, you can go to tableministry.com. You can find about the YouTube channel there. You can find about all the other ways to connect, as well as if you want to personally connect via email with either Tom or Michelle or someone else that they can connect you with, you can find out that information there. Well, as is one of the traditional things we do, we did this last time that you were on the show, I'm sure, is as we end the show in the last minute or two, we want to talk to someone out there who maybe listen to this and they're thinking in their mind, yeah, but which is their way of saying, listen, I don't feel like there's hope for me. That only works for the people on the radio. Can you give some, share some why you believe there's reason for hope in this moment? Hmm. Go ahead, Tom. I know what I, go ahead. <laughs> yes, there is, there is always, so, there, there is no hope in silence. So if you continue to bury this problem, it's only going to continue to grow and to fester and to escalate even into worse situations. So, there is always hope if you get out there and communicate and search. There's there's many ministries besides ours that are helpful. But the biggest thing is you cannot do this alone. You're healed in James 5, 16. You're healed in community. Confess your sins one another so you may be healed. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And that's what groups are all about. And that's what the opposite of sobriety. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection. And that's what you need to have with these groups and, and women the same way. The betrayed spouse needs somewhere to go to share their story with somebody else to learn. Like a friend of mine says, let the Christ in me heal the brokenness in you and the Christ in you heal the brokenness in me. And just sharing those stories and just absorbing it all from each other is just the best healing process that you can go through. Yeah, and Tom and Michelle, as we close today, I just, well, again, as I, I, I sure I said last time, but if I didn't, I failed to say it and I want to say it now. Thank you. Thank you for your willingness to be transparent. Thank you for your willingness to bring that which is in the shadows into the light and understanding the light that is Jesus Christ can shine in the darkness and the darkness will never overcome the light when the Christ in us 
uh, is revealed and it, it then helps others. So thanks for your willingness. Thanks for what you're doing at Table Ministry. Thanks for all your heart in sharing the truth about what God has done in you and how he can do in others. That's what makes a difference when the gospel comes out. Right, Dennis? Amen. Amen. I was just thinking, man, we, I, I really appreciate you guys. You've become friends and, and colleagues. And, and thank you for bringing this out because I think the church does, can do um, a huge disservice by not talking about these things that are very difficult. And we, like, like Brian just said, man, there are things in the shadows and, and we need to bring them to the light. So thank you guys. Hey, folks, if you want to get more information, go to tableministry.com. That's tableministry.com. If you want to listen to both shows, please do that. Go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. If you want to talk to me about this, I can, I can get you to, to Tom and Michelle. You can give me a call at the station, 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.